0: Welcome, I'm Amanda onchelenko your host for Wisdom at the Crossroads, the podcast. My door is open and I'm excited to invite you into my studio practice. I imagine you coming in to sit down with a beverage in hand, a little morning coffee or an afternoon tea to catch up. But hey, it's five o'clock somewhere, so feel free to come just as you are. I like to think of us as slowing down for a bit to share in the backstories of an artistic life exploring lessons learned through creativity and inspiration. This invitation to join in on discussions of a visual medium, without the visuals, affords you not only a pause from the busyness of your own day, but also allows you an opportunity to co-create and connect to your own stories through the example of mine. Season 1 began in my archives, while Season 2 will focus a little more in the present. I hope you'll enjoy the stories of my work evolving and share in the wisdom I have found at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Make sure to stay tuned for the short meditation that concludes each episode. I know you'll walk away refreshed and able to simply be more and do a little less. With the pandemic getting closer and closer to being in our rearview mirrors, Our family have plans to visit overseas cousins and grandparents after a very long absence. Making travel plans has put me in mind of the connections I have made to others, those we inherit, and others we are drawn to as our journey unfolds. My creative practice, and especially colour, have led me to cross paths with many. Friends who have become clients, and clients who have become friends. I thought it might be nice to share a story about one of these connections that is a funny illustration of the convoluted route our common paths can sometimes travel. I have a pair of clients who have purchased multiple paintings over the past number of years. We actually first met this couple on a beach in Huatuco, Mexico. I know, right? Crazy. I'm an expat Australian, a painter and a Canadian who meets clients while on holidays in Mexico. Forrest Gump was right. Life is like a box of chocolates, and we never know what we're going to get. We'd arrived in Watuco the night before with friends and set off to discover the beach on our first day in paradise. It was a lovely morning. We walked the sandy arc of sand down from a row of palapas at the back of the beach, where some early risers had already set up camp for the day. It was beautiful, clear, sunny and breezy, with no snow no boots or coats, and temperatures on the positive side of thirty degrees. When we returned to our spot after brunch, I opened my book to read and my bookmark fell onto the sand and blew down to where another couple were sitting. I had made bookmarks from details of some of my paintings the previous year and paired them with phrases I had written in my meditative practice when I first began to explore the process. Bookmarks acted like an elongated business card and had been popular with book clubs and stocking stuffers the previous Christmas. Most people picked the image they liked and received the quote on the back that they required. It's funny how that works. Anyhow, my new client picked up the bookmark then, in the sand, and walked over to us in disbelief. We both laughed when we realized how small a world we live in. It turned out this fellow Canadian travel had received one of my bookmarks from a neighbour on my street, who was part of her Winnipeg book club. She had intended to call me, she had said, but apparently the universe thought she was dawdling in reaching out and so brought us together in its own way. This couple became friends during our week in Paradise and later made a purchase of art to add to their world-class ceramics collection and large assortment of original Canadian paintings. I felt privileged to be included in their collection. Now several paintings later with barely wall space to support another purchase, my client had introduced my work to old friends of hers who were moving to the city and wanted to send local colour to flavour their new chapter and their new home. I loved her enthusiasm. I want all my clients to be as enthusiastic. It can be contagious and is the reason I've been able to maintain a studio practice for more than 20 years. Memories of her word-of-mouth recommendation can also revive my own enthusiasm on days when self-doubt "'comes knocking on the studio door, as it sometimes does. "'Anyway, the friends of my clients had a space that looked out onto a little forest "'on public property behind their shallow backyard. "'They also had a thing for fall colours, so that intention along with the size, "'was established as a direction for this pair of paintings. "'The colour story in one panel features some warm, pinky corals and reds that I found interesting.' These colours led the composition down an earthier and warmer path than the painting that turned into blue gums. Side note, if you haven't seen my work in person before, colour is an identifying trait. There can be a lot going on and the colours can be, well, intense. This painting was no exception. It grew to be busy, textured and colourful and translated the feeling and energy of autumn. Both paintings I painted for this subject shared a connection to a wooded theme and began at the same time on the paint wall. These paintings were the same shape, and size, and featured exaggeratedly leggy tree forms, but that's where the similarities ended. I allowed blue gums to bloom first. I loved the simplicity of this painting, and tried to be disciplined in trying to maintain that simplicity, which is really a challenge. When I showed the progress I was making on the pair to the commissioning client, I was kind of relieved. They thought, the blue gum painting to be true blue for their tastes, so I put it aside and focused on the broader color story of the second panel. Having multiple paintings on the go beyond being fun allows me to rest one or other composition when something gets a little complex or I need a bit more time to percolate my thoughts. I don't always know what next steps to take, and I don't always stop to pause. Sometimes not doing anything more is the right answer, but I don't always listen to that thought either. And for that reason, it's good to have a blank panel in the wings in case I need to pause and to paint. Putting a painting out of sight like I did with blue gums can prevent me from diving in over my head and painting. When I felt the second square was close to being complete, I invited my new commissioning clients to the studio to gauge their reactions. I'd added a third composition to the mix, well, just because I love to paint, and had two panels needing to rest at the time. When a composition is close to being finished, Every mark has a bigger impact, so if I'm in the zone, I need a new surface to play with and luckily there was a canvas waiting for my attentions. My current studio is tiny, so I had set up the two options for the client in a well-lit area of my studio building, in a common space. It turned out the new clients loved the large square, the third option I had added to the mix, and when we returned to the studio, they asked if they could audition a third painting as well. Not every car can accommodate artwork this size, so I packaged up all three options and delivered them for trial. When you know, you know, I like to tell clients, and they soon ruled out the third rectangular option, but opted to spend a weekend contemplating the two other paintings. I like to be clear there is no obligation to take any of the options, as for me, it's very important that a purchase is made because it resonates on a personal level, and not because of any perceived obligation. It turned out the spontaneous choice to include a totally different piece with a poppy theme had been the right one. This was the painting that had spoken to them over the weekend and though very different from what they thought they had wanted, it looked great in their space and they both loved it. The universe works in mysterious ways as we know, so I should not have been surprised to get a call from my original client the following day. She asked me which painting her friends had chosen. I learned they had been dinner guests over the weekend while the decision was in progress. When I told her their decision, she replied with a relieved, ''Oh, thank goodness!'' followed by ''I need it!'' which made me laugh. I was appreciative of the compliment, but also aware of the extent of her creative collaboration. When I returned to my original client's home with a four-foot panel in the back of my car, I saw she had rehung her entire collection and reserved a living room wall for this new addition. It was like this painting had been made for her space, and I was reminded once more that the universe always has a plan. It had brought fresh new colour into both households with enthusiasm. Thanks for tuning in to The Meditation today. This whole podcast journey evolved out of a desire to try new things to get out of my own way, and to make an effort to connect in new-to-me ways. The whole listening-to-my-own-voice thing is still really scary, but lately I'm trying some new things. We had the pleasure of hosting the new owners of the painting featured in this episode at the cottage for a midsummer lake lunch on the deck. I love the lake, and I love to share our tiny piece of it with friends, old and new. The meditation is a little different in that I trusted myself to guide us all to a peaceful moment as I walked our little inland beach at Panema. I'm practicing being spontaneous and imperfect, and despite, or because of background sounds, I hope this meditation resonates for you.
1: Well, hello. I thought I'd shake things up a little today and just take you on a walk. It's been one of those, how would you say, a stunningly beautiful fall day in Canada here that cold comes fast and even though we had a killing frost during the week that turned all the fields white and <laughs> reduced our last remaining annuals and flowering plants to black little shards, today has been just a gift of a day stunningly still, quiet, colourful, and although we've done lots of yard work, I've just had a shower, so I'm clean and fresh, and I'm taking this opportunity to walk the beach. You can probably hear the little shh, shh of the waves as I'm walking. I'm looking out to the horizon now, and there's a white sailed sailboat just this side of the horizon people getting a last sail in before the weather turns. It looks peaceful and expansive. The water is a flat, dark mass littered by the sky which starts off light blue, goes into drifts of soft, white, delicate clouds that fade as they rise. lovely there are a few seagulls but earlier this afternoon we heard the eagles calling to each other in past years we've had a pair that have landed on our tree in the front yard and just canoodled there it's amazing to see eagles naturally just being themselves being partners and being part of a community Thought it might be nice while we're having this little walk to take this as a time to do a little self-care to take a few moments to ourselves going for a walk taking yourselves outside is one way to do it another way is to just sit somewhere quiet and be where you are taking this opportunity to sit on a big log that is very conveniently placed here at the back of the beach, washed up in the biggest storms that we've had this year. So as I settle with myself I hope you can too, take a few minutes to take your own pulse of where you are, to take in a few deeper breaths to allow your body to know this is my time to rest, to settle and to be right where I am. the meditative practice doesn't have to be all candles and incense and dark, quiet rooms. Being outside on a walking meditation, just being in the landscape, wherever you find yourself, can be a meditative experience. the meditative practice, we develop mindfulness, and mindfulness helps us to be aware of where we are, to reduce our stress levels, to mitigate those difficult circumstances that we all face at various times in our lives. While I'm paused here, I like to put my hands, palms up on my lap. And as I look to the sky, close my eyes. I invite the Great Spirit to shine down upon me. I ask, Great Spirit, please fill me with all that it is that I require. I breathe in the beautiful air around me. I inhale the light. I exhale the fear. I inhale peace. I exhale, haste. I inhale, ease. I let go of any resistance I hold. Breathe in the light. in the love that exists around us at all times wherever we are I spent about 15 years of Thursday nights in me psychic circle, part of the community, where we sat and listened and learned. One of the things I learned which was really appealing was the fact that we don't need to ask for our cup to be half full or almost full. Our cups can be filled to overflowing at any minute of any day if just independently ask. Great spirit I ask, please fill my cup to overflowing with all that it is that I require. The things I believe I need and want and the things that you know will be beneficial and the things you know I'll benefit from. Breathe in that potential. Allow the fresh, fresh air to fill you into your chambers with all that you require. Imagine your cup filled to overflowing. Constantly refilled with all that you need. Refreshing. And letting fall away the things we no longer require the things that no longer serve us that we tend to cling to allow those things to flow over the meniscus of that cup that is filled to overflowing and flowing freely infinitely refilled I'm going to leave you with those thoughts today of your cup, individual, intricate, or as simple as you like to see it, filled to overflowing with all that you require, infinitely refilled, and releasing all that we no longer need, all that no longer serves us. that we have used and no longer require. As I look out to that sailboat that's moving east and in the horizon, I imagine and wonder where is it going? What dreams is it chasing? Where do you go when you sail? What dreams do you chase when you imagine? I'm heading back now down the beach, back to my fireplace. I wish you well, I wish you ease and I wish your cup to overflow with all the magical necessities you dream and hope for. Namaste.
0: Thanks for joining me in this practice. Time is precious, and I'm very grateful you have chosen to spend some of your valuable time with me. I hope you feel refreshed after our pause together. If you're able to, I'd recommend spending a little extra time on yourself right now. Meditation helps me to feel refreshed on all levels. In fact, I'm often surprised at the depth of my focus moving forward into the rest of my day. Your imagination is a gift, and I love that you get to co-create mentally along with me. But if you would like to see the visuals I discuss in the episode, you can catch the show notes and images in the blog on my website, mandart.ca, which is a whole lot simpler than trying to spell my name on Chilenko. If you have enjoyed the invitation to take a little break and found something that resonated for you, please feel free to share this opportunity with a friend or to write a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd be very grateful for your contribution. So, until we meet again on a Tuesday, may you find your own wisdom at the crossroads where action and presence meet. Bye now.